host and creator of this amazing show welcome to season six i am so happy to be here i'm your girl stephanie and this is such a beautiful way to start my new season of course i'm host and writer for women's wrestling talk color commentator and i am here sitting here on this monday and of course if you are watching me i know raw is on but if you're watching me right now i'm really grateful for it and if you're not watching me i get it you can watch it later that's fine whatever is no personal whatever but either way happy monday i hope you guys have had a fantastic day and having an even better night but i am here with one of my sisters of women's wrestling talk she is the senior writer she is a color commentator she is a host and she is really good at this content creation thing y'all like i am so happy to see everything she's doing everything she's writing and she is even a recent hbcu graduate of tennessee state university this is nikki bougie someone who i love very much girl welcome you. welcome i'm so happy to be here it's very cozy that intro is something else now oh I thank love that you intro. that intro that's one of my jams you know every time i watch your show i'm like the intro is yeah that's it's very soothing it's very it gets you ready um but yes i've actually you know since graduating college i've actually had some time two weeks you know just to breathe a little i haven't gone to well i went to one wrestling show but i haven't been doing as much so yes thank you for having me honey on this good monday night yes absolutely i had to have you because it's just i know like our first time really connecting face to face was this past wrestlemania weekend which really popped off a lot of stuff you know for me you know professionally and just made me like feel even more welcomed in the wrestling space so i just have to reconnect with people on my platform you know as i met people on theirs so i'm just so excited that we get to do this together because even with women's wrestling talk we really don't get to be on that many shows together because you're always with your tag team partner who i love (laughs) you know and we're really not on the same shows a lot of the time so i'm happy we get to do this so absolutely 
So I'm going to ask you, when did you fall in love with wrestling? It's it's tough because when you say fall in love, then you, that's not the first time you watched it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, wow. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Charlotte Flair. I loved wrestling <laughs> before that. Um, but Charlotte is someone who makes me love wrestling, makes me want to see what else is out there. But before that, I will say, um, growing up watching people like Kurt Angle, watching people like Eddie, watching people like Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, Perry Saturn. You know, those people who were very agile in the ring. Um, I know my first love in wrestling, the first, like, person that I saw that I was in love with was Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and I got a chance to interview Kim, uh, his wife, and she was just absolutely amazing. And just uh, that, that was someone that I was like, yeah, he's... He's the one. But yeah, um, I'm not a, um, before we get started here, I'm not the, um, I don't like a lot of things that maybe other people like. You know this about me, Stephanie. Yes. And you know I'm very, um, I'm just different. I'm just, I'm very different. But I love, I love having these conversations because um, being honest, Charlotte was definitely what made me love the business and and look at things very differently the four horsewomen included in that too i will say that the four horsewomen um are the existence of my rebirth Mm -hmm. to sports entertainment and that type of wrestling um and now it's just it's just so different two years ago i was just watching wwe and now you know yeah, I 100% get it. Like, I love the beginning of your journey and how it was with, you know, Kurt Angle and then also yeah. with Eddie, of course, which are two people that a lot of people do mention, you know, when they do list off a number of their favorites, right, from back in the day. Yeah. Um, But then you mentioned Perry Saturn, which is somebody I hear off and on, but not a whole lot. Yeah. So I love that you did mention him, but then also giving credence to the fact that you love the Four Horsewomen. And that was something that I noticed about you at first whenever I would watch you, you would always talk about the four all the time. And I love the Four Horsewomen, you know, myself too, you know, but it's just like the way you would big up for them, it was just like, you know what, it was almost like she reps them like it's a sorority and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the type of energy you have when it comes to them and especially when it comes to Charlotte. And I just love that energy. And it's just, I love that whenever you watch wrestling, it makes you want to go back and sort of, you know, explore the things that you might not have ever explored before. Because just like you, you, when you said two years, two or three years ago, you know, it made you explore everything else about wrestling, which is like your rebirth into. Whereas, you know, for me, you know, I was a a WCW girl first, then a WWE person. And then the more I started branching out into interviewing wrestlers, you know, of all kinds from the indies, that's what really helped me understand how vast wrestling is. And I'm happy for that because 
I've just been introduced to so many people like you and so many others. And it's just such a big world to be a part of. And it's, it can get overwhelming sometimes, but it's still really beautiful. Like it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> so what would you say, when did you realize that you wanted to sort of, you know, lend your voice to wrestling, you know, as a host or as a writer, like what was it for you that clicked and said, you know, I want to contribute my voice and say, you know, and say what I want to say about what's going on in the wrestling space. You know, I only had one agenda and I can be very transparent. It was to make sure that people understood the legacy that Charlotte Flair was building. I was mm -hmm. really bothered by hate that Charlotte would get. So when I was on Twitter during the 16, the 17 era, you know, when when she was very dominant uh, during that time on SmackDown, on other brands, and just even before that in NXT, I just, I was surprised to see how many people really just hated Charlotte Flair. Um, and I've been in spaces where people really couldn't give me a valid reason on why you just don't like her. You, I mean, you don't like her if she's a heel, obviously. But to say, but to attack the personal, that was just like, oh, it was just so crazy to me. Um, and so what really changed that is I went to an impact show. Um, this was when COVID was kind of, you know, dying down, I guess you could say. I hate to say that terminology, but it kind of just was. And impact was doing... Uh, Skyway Studios tapings down mm -hmm. the road, you know, from me. And I went, I went to the show and I remember seeing two people, well, three people, actually. I saw Deanna Perrazzo, I saw Trey Miguel, and I saw Eddie Edwards. And there was only like, not even like 30 people, maybe, maybe like 35 people in the building. It's felt there was just something special about them like and I remember doing the meet and greet with Deanna and talking to her and you know obviously me being a big Charlotte Mark I'm like I would love for you to you know now leaving what you did at NXT and WWE now you're the virtuosa you know here in Impact Wrestling I would love to see you get in get in a match with Charlotte right just blah 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 you know joking and now everything's transpired um i started going to different shows i kept going to the impact shows and i think like my love for charlotte made me want to be able to experience other promotions like other and i thought impact would be a good outlet because with AEW, um i didn't have an issue with it but for a while, for me, it was just Brit, Brit, Brit. That's all I came, That's all I cared about. Now it's opened up more. But with Impact, it was here. And then I started traveling and stuff. And so I think now, especially going to LA, the one thing that I love about being in this industry is that, that I don't really have a title. I just am who I am. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still a fan. You're still going to catch me in GA. You're still going to catch me at the Indies, like in the crowd. You're still going to catch me yelling. You're still going to catch me like, I'm a fan. And that's the one thing that I respect the most about this 
like this business is that you don't have to never lose sight of being a fan. You can always be a fan of the product um, and you don't have to worry about being biased or I don't know. It's a very, I know it has its issues and stuff, but from my experience, I've been able to really just connect with some of the biggest, like literally the biggest people in the world. And I don't know. It's just so rewarding. So that's what got me into it. If I would have never gone to the impact show and like met Santana on clubhouse, like, cause you know, me and Santana, we were a tag. We were a cohesive before, you know, both of us were at women's wrestling talk. So, really? Yeah, we were we were friends. Wow, see, I didn't notice. Okay. We we hung out on Clubhouse during the pandemic for a while. Like we did WrestleMania together, we did NXT takeovers, we did like summer pay-per-views, and and we we weren't even at women's wrestling talk. Santana started women's wrestling, like being with women's wrestling talk and being as a cohesive. And then that's when I was just like, Well, I want to see if I could, you know, write and then we introduced the salt shakers. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of like me going to that impact show kind of just sparked even with like Ross and just like meeting Ingrid and just so many different people, just like even behind the scenes of impact. Like I absolutely adore everybody like John Bravo, just, just literally every person that, that has been there from the beginning and fans too. Like I'm, I'm, um, I'm cha- I'm I'm popping up at a impact show and I haven't told people people can guess it kind of where I'm going cuz it's obvious. But I'm going I'll be at Summer Sizzle but I've decided to go to another show and it's just impact is so in, it's so important to someone like me relating to the industry because they have given me like a plethora of people. Like I've literally Giselle Shaw, Mickey James, Savannah Evans, you know, just so many different speedball, like, and then just, you know, with, you know, with my, with my friendship with Trey, like just us being so close and me being able to see him grow and the same with Deanna and then being able to connect with Chelsea impact has given me like with, it's crazy. Cause I don't work for impact wrestling, obviously, but even as a fan, Impact has given me a piece of my life that I probably just never would have imagined by no means. So going to that show just just changed everything. Yeah, that's something else that I did notice. And I'm glad you did mention, you know, how you and Dreon, you know, connected because it's just like you two, you know, on all the after shows you guys do on Women's Wrestling Talk, y'all just have that connection. And it's just so, you know, infectious and it's so spicy. And it's just like, you know, it's like I for me on the outside looking in, I'm thinking, okay, y'all just y'all were doing shows together and y'all, you know, got your reps in on Women's Wrestling Talk and y'all had, you know, y'all built a rhythm. But y'all built a rhythm outside of that. And that's amazing yeah. to know. Like, I just didn't know that. Yeah, like me and Santana, we, our friendship is a, that's why we consider ourselves to be a tag team because we spend literally at times 23 hours out of 24 hours together. We are always together. I'm on the phone with Santana as we speak. I'm never not connected to Santana. 
And even before women's wrestling talk, we were we we are still in the same group, um, the friends group that we had on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I met Candace and Brian. That's how I met so many different amazing people in this industry, especially so many amazing black creators. I had right. no idea that there were other black watchers in this world. It's so where I grow up, like all of my friends stopped watching. Right. You know, so when I met Santana, when I met other people like Mika in the group, you know, and Jamari and Jalen and just Justin from the wrestling classic, you know, that's one of my really good friends as well. Like it was, there was a shift. Like, honestly, that's all I really can say. There was such a shift in my social life because I was not used to being a part of a social wrestling community. I was mm-hmm. used to being in just regular social groups. Like I live in a college town, you know, so just being in those social groups. And I really just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I didn't thrive in those groups, but it just wasn't my island. It wasn't my tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very close to people in the social groups, but like being in those social groups, I'm not really like the wrestling community has given me that outlook of like, this is my community. This is my tribe. Let's go to a WrestleCon. Like I, I need, you know, so meeting Santana was beyond before women's wrestling talk. And I remember us having the conversation about bringing our tag. Um, because if you remember with women's wrestling talk, when we first started doing Monday night raw, Santana was not on that show. Leslie was on that show. And shout out to Leslie because she's been doing stuff with the Chargers. Uh, mm-hmm. She had left Women's Wrestling Talk. Yeah. We were doing the Monday Night Raw. And then Santana was on Monday Night Raw. And then we started doing the Impact shows. And outside of that, me and Santana spend all of our time together. Literally. So, and it's rewarding. It's very rewarding because Santana understands my moods and she understands me as a person and it's vice versa. I know what Santana likes. I know when we go out of town to a show, we're going to Velvet Taco. Like I know, like I know the itinerary. I know who's booking the hotels. I know who's handling the socials. I know who's like, we just, it's, it's truly a tag team. Like we're, we're truly, um, we're truly that. We're we're truly that, and I say that because I don't do a lot of. Um, I wouldn't be a singles competitor if we got in the ring, you know. Now, tag me, partner. Let's win these titles. Let's, you know, let's yeah. invest and let's do what we do because we really. And I'm grateful for women's wrestling talk, and I have to say this because we are in a position where we can really pop our shit. And I really appreciate that because I, as, as many relationships as I have in this business at the end of the day, I'm going to speak my opinion. I don't want to ever feel like I'm in a position where I have to sugarcoat it for somebody. Oh, because no, let's, let's, let's talk about it. I know it may be heavy, but it's okay to have heavy conversations that don't turn into like, you know, 
all the rah rah rah. You know, it can. Yeah, you don't have to have the same opinion to understand the other side. No, mm-hmm. it's booking. You know, it's wrestling. You know, so yeah. But having Santana, yeah, it's a it's a blessing. Like, yeah, yeah. I could definitely tell, and I know because it's just watching you guys' friendship. Like, it's a very beautiful thing, and it's really authentic, and you can really tell. And I love Santana too. You know, even though she might not necessarily say she loves me, but I love Santana. Like, I love working with her. Like, it's just really fun. And she seems very focused about what it is she, you know, came, what it is that she comes to doing, what she has to offer. And anytime, you know, I need help with anything, like, I'll just ask her, you know, how she feels about stuff or how you feel about me writing this or da 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 da. And it's just really cool. So I love that you guys have that friendship and y'all have that bond. So maybe now it's time for the both of you guys to get matching titles so y'all can be a tag team championship for real. Yeah, we need actual titles. We've had um, we've had some other things that we've had to do mm-hmm. to purchase, so that way we can be on one accord when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really we haven't we've been so dominant we haven't even thought about the gold because um, we've mm-hmm. been so dominant without gold, and of you course. know a lot of tag teams can't even say that. Yeah. So, but no, we need to get, we need to get going. It's time. Um, it's time. We, we are starting a new thing where we wear the same color mm-hmm. now um, at the Impact shows. So we're working, we're working on that. But I don't want people to be confused and think we're going to get in the ring and then people <laughs> start challenging us and then we have to whoop their ass for real. Like, come on. I mean, but people have titles, you know, all the time and stuff. So, you know, I'm more than yeah, sure but if you nobody take step to you. Of, you take your, if you take your title out in public, I feel like you are asking to defend your title. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you you are asking That's to funny. defend your title. Like, you can book it how you want to, but mm-hmm. somebody's getting put in the sharpshooter. That's funny because I bring my title out in public every time there's a wrestling show. Me and my boyfriend. So I guess we'd be fighting together. Yeah. I would challenge you. Stephanie, I challenge you for your title. Now, you might beat me. You might beat me. I might. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I really don't fight like that. I just watch. No, me neither. Me neither. So, yeah. I would lay down. That's how me and Santana would become world champions because... I would become champion and then I would lay down so she could become champion too. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is. Because I don't I, want it. it. Yeah. It, I, do, I do not like fighting. Yeah. But what something that I do love is the fact that Impact really did, you know, give you, from what I'm hearing, Impact really did, you know, reinvigorate, you know, your life in a very beautiful way. And something that I can say, like, I would watch Impact off and on with my dad because he would watch like TNA, you know, um, early in the 2000s or, or whatnot. And I would see it off and on. But I never really watched it on a consistent basis until I started getting 
getting into the wrestling um, journalism space. And when I started working with Women's Wrestling Talk and we did NWA Empower Weekend and a lot of the women, you know, that I did meet and interview with, you know, a lot of their stuff was popping off on Impact Wrestling. So I was just like, you know what? I want to support them, you know, in a good way. So I'm going to start watching Impact. And even with the Belladonna division, I was calling action for some of those women. Like I called action for Jordan Grace, I'm proud to say. You know, like a lot of those women had been on Impact before. So I was like, I'm going to support them and I'm going to watch this show. And that's how I kind of got into it. And for me, the knockouts really did, you know, sort of keep me drawn in for like all of Impact. And then I would watch, you know, the men's stuff and their stuff would just be kind of crazy too. Like even this past Thursday when I was watching Impact, like sometimes I'm off and on with it because I have other obligations like work or I'm just, you know, tired and I just want to go to bed, you know, and stuff like that. When I do watch it, it's still very much interesting. And I feel like a lot of people don't give it the credit that it deserves, you know, for putting a lot of people on the map and reinvigorating people's careers the way that it has and being consistent with how they book their women's division, even before Trinity, you know, came up in the mix. Who I'm so happy to see there, you know, because it's just I just love her and I just want to support her wherever she goes. So when it comes to like your work with Impact, like what more do you want to see from people in in terms of the wrestling fandom in terms of, you know, respecting Impact and giving it the credit that it deserves? Because you're very Um, passionate about it. I think that the most important thing is people have to give it a chance at least. Right. Not, it's not going to be something that it's pure wrestling, but they do have story. I think the most important aspect is that what I was so rewarding about Impact is that I don't get to just share this talent in Impact. I get to take it to XPW. I get mm-hmm. to take it to GCW. I get to take it to Peter Revolver. I get to take it to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tony Storm literally, and I'll use this as an example because it's it's fairly new. Tony Storm pops up at Resurgence. Right. That's a benefit of, of watching AEW, right? Or yes. just WWE. Or staying fluid on why Tony Storm popped up. As a fan, for me, what I would like from Impact Wrestling is just the continuation. Like, I would love to see Impact growing. And Impact is growing. We've, we've yeah. seen that now in the numbers. Impact is going to grow. Impact is on the rise with people like Trinity, but not also Trinity. Trinity knows that she's walking in the door with Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. With Jordan Grace. With Tasha Steeles. With Savannah Evans. Giselle Shaw. Mickey James. Masha Slimovich. There's so many women. There's not anyone who's at the bottom of the rank. And that's what I love about Impact. I think that the biggest advice that I would give someone is go to a show first and not a live show. Go to a taping. Mm -hmm. Go to a taping and just... um, Because if you were in LA and you weren't at Multiverse, because I know Wale Mania was going on. And I did leave. I left Multiverse early to to get to, to Wale Mania. But if you weren't at Multiverse... There's just something about the roaring in that crowd. Hard to Kill is a live show that I would recommend people to go to, too. 
because I was in tears watching Jordan Grace and Nikki James. There's just so something mm-hmm. about irrelevance. It doesn't, when you love women's wrestling, it's not about the promotion. And sometimes it's not even about who's in the ring. It's about two women making a significant history. Mickey James, someone who is a legend in this business. We're in center stage in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a Friday night. I mean, just the roaring of the crowd. It's Friday the 13th, if I can remember. And there's just the roaring of the crowd is just crazy. And I'm just, I look at Santana and I'm crying. And I tell her, I was like, I know, I don't know what's like, I don't know what the emotions I'm feeling right now, but this is beautiful. This is an absolutely amazing moment. If Mickey James doesn't win, this is it. Jordan Grace is the current champion defeating Tasha Steeles at Slammiversary on Juneteenth here in Nashville, Tennessee. We were very upset about it, but I love Jordan. But this was the end of all ends for, like, what was to come. And I think that it being the main event, Impact is putting on something that is bigger than what people are allowing themselves to see. And I say that because... Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I say that because sometimes we don't allow ourselves to see the greatness in things because we are so focused on the bad things that happened in the past. I I kid you not, when we used to sit there and it used to be, Victory Road even was like, it, it was like capacity because they had to switch venues. But even back in the day when the shows went from multiple people to then after COVID, 25, 30 people. What never left that building, what never left Deanna Perrazzo, what never left Trey Miguel, what never left Eddie Edwards was the will to prove that no matter if it's, no matter the promotion, wrestling, professional wrestling is professional wrestling. And that's what it meant. I like, there's been moments where I don't even want to watch anything else. When, when Charlotte's not around and everything that was going on within that time, Sasha Banks, and then even Becky and Bailey being out at, at, at different times, I would Impact was such a safe haven. I would literally go and watch a Trey Miguel match just because, like, I'm just, I'm just needing some comfort. I'm needing something. And that was an outlet. Impact has been an outlet for a very, very, very long time. And I think that if people would just if people would just give it a chance, like they give everything else a chance with non-bias, you would you would get some good wrestling. People are gonna pay attention now with Trinity though. Like, oh yeah. Oh, people are gonna pay attention. People have no choice but to. Um, and I think it started with Speedball. I think when Speedball got got you know got signed, that was a big deal for everyone on the Indies. And then now with something like, you know, Trinity is such a star-studded um, signee. You know, that's a that's so saving grace in, in women's wrestling. Such a monumental name. Like, so, yeah. 
just watch. That's all. Just watch. It's easy to watch. It's easy to access. But yeah. Come to mm -hmm. a show. Come please, like, come to a show. It's so much fun. So many great people. I can name like Missy and like NYC franchise and you know Courtney and Maggie and so many different people I've met. Brandon, like so many people I've met just going to a show. Uh, Joe that I sit next to like it's a family even with the staff I can go on and go on and go on, and go on. Mm -hmm. for real impact shows are the best shows like yeah yeah well hopefully at some point I can actually go to an impact show because I've never yeah. been um but it does look fun and I'm so happy that you did find that family you know that loves mm -hmm. impact the same way that you do and it's giving you you know a new life in terms of your content creation and what you're passionate about because they're absolutely deserving of it and I'm so happy that they have someone like you you know speaking their name all of the time no matter what like no matter who's there, no matter who's not there, you're always bigging them up. And that is such a beautiful thing. And with Impact, having someone like you bigging them up like that, it's just, you know, making people want to pay attention a whole lot more. Like, even when Santana is there and she's doing what she's doing, like, it makes people really want to pay attention to it a whole lot more. And I and it is so commendable what you guys have done, you know, for them and with them and stuff like that. Like, it's amazing, and I'm just so happy to see that. So um, moving on to my next question for you. When did you realize that the work that you were doing really was making a difference in the wrestling space? Because, of course, you create content. You're our senior writer for Women's Wrestling Talk. Like, when, when did you realize what you were doing really was, you know, making a difference in the wrestling space? I hate to even uh, – I hate to say this because – I had a video. Okay, so we went to GCW Nashville. Ali Catch, our video on Women's Wrestling Talk, that video went to 5 million views. Mm -hmm. um, so th that was a moment. Like, that was like, that was that that stepping ground. And I love Ali. Me and Ali, oh my God, like, you got to go to my Instagram and see our photo. Ali's my girl. Allie, like, Allie Catch is one of the most underrated, in my opinion, in the indies. And she's someone who has always supported me and just always, like, I say that, too, to say, because I'm going to tell you the big moment. I'm going to tell you the big moment. But I'm going to tell you, like, the interactions that I get from from people, from the wrestlers, is is the is the small moments. So interactions with people like Steve Macklin and Deanna Perrazzo, Ali Katz, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green's been literally accepted an award on Turnbuckle Glam, Giselle Shaw. This has been more recent, so it's not yeah. really like the big moment, but I just want to shout out like any and everybody like Rosemary, Ty Vachary, any like any and everybody who has shared my stuff. Like all the knockouts have literally like, I remember getting my issue of PWI um, the knockouts edition and I looked at it and I was like you've literally have all of these women have shared your stuff right seven of these women you've interviewed so that was a big moment for me too when I was just like okay like this is crazy LA I have to shout out LA because people like Cam Seahawk people like Krista B people like Queen PR people like you 
people like TK, so many different people. That was a moment too, because that that was when you're with your peers, and everything that everyone is touching, especially in the black community, is gold. Suzette, you know, um, you know, just so many, so many different people that I connected with. You know, just every single person that I connected with. Low, you know, every single person made me feel like, made me feel like that. Okay, but the moment, the moment that I knew was when I did the videography stuff for Mickey James. Mm-hmm. When we were in close contact about what she wanted me to do with my reels and how she wanted it. And that was so like being able to, I remember went to Fort Lauderdale on a limb, like literally I flew out to Fort Lauderdale on a limb last minute, booked a flight, wanted to get some footage for impact. Me and Mickey James, we sat there and we, we, we cried. We sat there and we talked and The woman has done so much for my career. Like I, I get emotional. I'm not even going to be able to talk about it as long because that woman has done so much for just allowing me to be involved in her content, allowing me. And she's, and she's like this with everyone. That's why I like, love it. She's so frugal. She's so frugal. And that's, that is such, um, it's rewarding because going to the impact show, I was there when she made the announcement about the rodeo. I was there when she did with Jordan grace, you know, Mm -hmm. it was was very, that's when I knew that someone was really watching my content on a different level. Also Jessica Havoc, Jessica has been someone who has been very close to me. Um, I knew about Chelsea and the whole WWE going back to WWE. I knew we were losing Chelsea prior so that was another moment where always having chelsea was so vital always having chelsea green meant the world to me because i went to the tapings when she came back to impact and then from then on we just built this just amazing relationship and of course continuously um diana diana has always just always 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 and even with the guys trey that's you know i love him to death i love his support i have so much shit signed from him so many shirts he literally gave me the shirt that i was wearing last week i love that man so much he has always been and the rascals myron wes zach have always been nothing but amazing to me and just so many different people that the the biggest moment that I always will have is when I look back at some of these pictures and I go back to the advice that I got from Mercedes and damn near having a heart attack when I met Charlotte Flair and mm-hmm. just everything that I've had and then meeting Dakota Kai, you know, that's one of my recent moments that just like flew. Just, I couldn't even fathom meeting someone that I was just so embedded with in in the black and gold band i was embedded with dakota from the day that she turned like that was that was it for me and then um yeah it's just it's on top of being in school and working full time no matter how hard we grind at women's wrestling talk i never get tired of it because it's something that i love just so much 
I remember coming back from LA on that Thursday. I was at PW Revolver. I drove five hours to go to PW Revolver to see Deanna wrestle and to wow. see Joey wrestle and to see like see my people because that's just how much it means to me. And I just never. LA was a wake up call in a good way as that I never thought I would be in the in that. I never thought I would be able to be to have something just so rewarding. And it sounds cliche, but I'm overly blessed to um have that moment with Mickey James. That was that was it. That was like woo like this is this is real. <laughs> like you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And when you said what you said, you know, um, on social media, when you said that you were working with her when it came to the last rodeo, like that content was amazing. Like all the interviews that she did talking about her journey, you know, back and forth to impact and WWE and all of that, yeah. knowing you had a part of it, you were a part of that made me feel really good inside. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, she really, you know, did that with her. Yeah. And I love Mickey too, in the sense that, you know, when I interviewed her, she was so sweet. I couldn't mm -hmm. believe it. You know, I couldn't believe she was giving, giving me a hug after the interview and stuff. And then of course, you know, she and I had that moment with mm -hmm. um, Trish and Lita at down here in Alabama comic-con. Yep. And I was just, she is very giving, you know, if you have that good spirit. And I was just like seeing, you know, watching her retire would have wrecked me for weeks. <laughs> it would have wrecked me if she had retired. So I completely get how you feel, but it yeah. was more personal for you because you helped to create that and you helped to, you know, curate that. And you did a phenomenal job on that. And I'm just so and there happy. were a lot of us. There were a few yes. of us that she would use um and credit our content and there was one video where she she used a lot of it and i was just like wow like and she gave me a shout out and everything and i just mickey has has really touched me in a in a way that money cannot um amount to that the connection that right. i built with people like legends um in this business and and legends in the making they can't contest to the amount it, it's not any money amount that could compare to that feeling it's a feeling i i remember i can still tell you how i felt certain nights leaving these wrestling shows that i like these cards that i can i can still tell you the feeling that i felt walking out of wrestlemania night one of charlotte flair and rhea ripley you know yeah. there, there's just those moments where money can't put a price tag on the experience that you get as a wrestling fan. And I and I and I feel like it's it's different in other sports and other entertainment you know meccas mm -hmm. because there's a certain deeper connection that goes into to wrestling that I feel like especially with story. Um but yeah, it's shout out to Mickey James. Child. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We yeah. love her so much. So how did you balance? You know, you did, you know, of course, I did mention earlier in the intro. And then, of course, you mentioned mm -hmm. that you are a recent college graduate from Tennessee State University. Congratulations yes. again. Um, how what was it like balancing, of course, your love of wrestling, you know, going to events, writing and hosting and all of that and balancing, you know, working full time and your college, you know, 
career like that sounds like a whole lot so how did you balance all of that and keep a steady head about you so uh that's a good that's a hard question that's a good question because you don't think about it when you're in the moment I know the biggest thing for me was being able to have a job where I had a lot of downtime. I still work at the hotel, so I do, I do that. Now part-time was full-time, but I'm taking a step away because I want to I travel more. I want to do more wrestling. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't think, I think the correct answer, if I'm being transparent, there is no balance. And I say that to mean... When I say there's no balance, I say that you pick and choose. Mm -hmm. So I would bring my laptop. You know, I would be at wrestling shows doing discussion questions and doing certain things when there might have been a match that I may not had um, wanted to get footage on or may not be familiar with the content. Or, you know, you leave a show early, you check into a hotel, you're, you're three hours, four hours away from home. I can I can tell you exactly where I was. My fall semester, I went the night before to Dayton, Ohio, to see Trey Miguel wrestle. Mm -hmm. I had to. I, I had to go see him. That next morning, I had class. And so I thought. I get to class. I get to campus. Come to find out, classes have been pushed back a week. Wow. So I was rushing home from that show. There's no balance. You just don't have balance. You have <laughs> you have opportunity. And what I did with the rest of that day, I went home and I chilled because I had the rest of the day, you know? So there's no balance. When you want to do something, you have to you have to um make time for it and you have to cut out certain things. If I was missing certain assignments that I didn't feel were that important or they were only 10 points and I'm still going to make an A. I'm not going to stress over this assignment when I'm at a wrestling show. I was, and I'm being transparent, I was dropped from my second internship just a couple weeks ago when I came back from LA. I was on my way to PW Revolver and they were calling me, telling me that I was being dropped from my internship. And I had no problem with that. You know wow. why? Because I wasn't committing to that. I wasn't committing right. to that. I right. deserved to be terminated from that. And honestly, I wasn't upset. I was like, you know, I really didn't enjoy the program. I was only doing it because I was nominated. But I'm such a realistic person. And I think that when you live your life realistic, there's sometimes not balance. You have to just live and just live life and just do things sporadically. And I, and I really haven't always been that kind of person. My my love for Trey Miguel and his wrestling and his style and just being around him pushed me to want to go to more shows. And I would just mm -hmm. go at the fly of a handle. I remember last year, I didn't even have a birthday dinner because I wanted to go see Trey wrestle for Under Siege. They were wow. in Kingsport. Uh, I think they were in New Newport, Kentucky, maybe, or Cincinnati. One of them. And I went to the show for the whole weekend. I stayed. It was Mother's Day weekend, too. So I felt really selfish about that, too. But it was something that I wanted to do for myself. Right. Um, and when I started being more selfish, I started to realize that I that there can be balance. 
But at the end of the day, in this industry, it moves 365. You're going to sacrifice something. You're going to have to sacrifice something if you want. Um, I'm not going to say if you want the relationships, because you can have relationships with anybody in this industry, I feel like. You could be close or as far to someone. It's just about networking. The, the wrestling community, I don't think there's on this side. And when I say this side, I you know what I mean when I say this side. I don't think there's much gatekeeping. There's not a lot of gatekeeping. So you are open to having relationships with so many different people in this industry and working with different people in this industry that I never feel like um, I'm not sacrificing something. I'm going to be sacrificing something. I may not get to go to Las Vegas. Like, for example, um, and I haven't even made this announcement, but I'll whatever. I'll make it whenever. But I've still been, I interned with Nashville Soccer Club as well. Um, and now I've been, actually, I have a part-time job with them. So I'm, I'm going to be working with them. I'm not able to go to Las Vegas. I'm not able to go to certain wrestling shows. You mm-hmm. make that sacrifice because you still have a love for, I love wrestling, but I still want to, I know that I want to be in sports. I want to work in sports. I want to be a prevalent figure. You don't see people like me working in sports and, and, and I have an interest in sports. It has fallen off a lot because of wrestling, but I still have that will to work with an organization with a sports organization. So, you know, you don't, you, you make sacrifices. And, and like I said, I don't feel like there's a balance. You, you, you find a daily balance. But long-term, if you are always looking, and I remember Drake said this. He's one of my favorite artists. I listen to everything a man says. I don't, care what, I don't care what it is. When you are so set on the end goal, you don't even appreciate the journey. You don't even appreciate the things that you're going through. You don't even appreciate the good times that you're having. You're so focused. That's why it took me so long to graduate college because I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to live my life how I wanted to live my life. And I think when people start to do that, it changes the landscape of what you what you're focused on. But don't always focus on the end goal. Enjoy what's what's happening. Enjoy these good moments. Enjoy being with your family and friends and accepting those offers and saying congratulations and being yes, but also giving that to other people. Right. Yeah, you're right. There really isn't necessarily like a balance per se. You just learn how to figure yeah. it out kind of as you go. <laughs> um, and then you figure it out along the way, the bigger it gets. So, you know, I admire that about you. You were able to sort of find that balance and figure out, you know, how to live your life and figure out your um, opportunities in the midst of everything. And you made it work for you. And now you are a college grad. So that's amazing. So what would you say is something that you would like to see? Well, what do you think that's really great in wrestling right now? And what would you say needs to be improved upon in wrestling? I don't think people are going to like what I what I think uh, should be improved upon. But I'm going to start off on a good note. Um The best damn thing about wrestling right now is the fact that you can, you can, especially on the indies, right? You can see dream matches. You are getting Kylan King versus Trinity. You are getting Giselle Shaw versus Trinity. You are getting Mercedes versus 
Willow Nightingale. You are yes. getting history with Black women. That's what I love about this industry, especially with someone like a Sasha Banks to WWE, why she was so important. I do have some problems with her booking. I definitely have problems with her booking in WWE. And I do feel like there is still an amount of change that needs to be made. But then I look at the progression of a superstar like Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is the John Cena of women's wrestling. And I feel like that's always how it's going to be. She is the unbeatable. She is the undefeatable. She is the best. She is the great. She's proven everything that she said she's done. She's hung with the four horse women. She only has to beat Charlotte now. And as big as a Charlotte Mark as I am, I know that that's going to be something that's going to be sized well. That's going to be something that is going to be sized well. And I know they're not going to drop the ball on this. Triple H is always in my top five. He's always been in my top five. So I know that man thinks how I think, especially when it comes to superstars like that who come from that athleticism. Um, so one thing that I love is is just the, the greatness of women's wrestling that we see in Impact and AW, ROH. Um, I love... What I love right now the most, and, I, and I'm, I'm being very transparent, and I, and I say this. What I love the most right now is Deanna Perrazzo. That woman is one of the greatest women, woman, like women and, and wrestlers. I separate it because one of the best women and one of the best wrestlers in the world. If no one makes you wake up in this industry, by God, I hope it's Deanna Perrazzo. There is mm-hmm. nothing that that woman will do to not be knockouts champion. And now we are in the new age. Deanna gives me the confidence that Charlotte gave me back in 2019. Deanna, when I, when I think of when, when anyone asks me anything about wrestling right now, it's hard for me not to say Deanna Perrazzo. And the reasoning being is because that woman is pure wrestling, pure technicality, and so believable. And that that's what wrestling means to me, honestly. Like, that's what it means to me now. What we can do, what we can do, because this is the very interesting... I, I, well, what I hate the most is people that continue to give AEW this tarnished slack for not putting more than one women's match on the card. From a producer's standpoint, people need to understand this. When your demographic and your ratings and your call of attention do not call for more than one of something, if you are branded and dominated by a certain gender, of wrestling from the beginning of your existence. That is going to be something very hard to change unless during the one time of that piece, now we're talking about the piece being the women's match. If at that time you have the highest, and I say highest, because you have to think about what this company was built on. And it was bit, built on four pillars of men. I just want people to understand that lo- the logistics of being AEW, 
the logistics of what they're bringing to the table for the women. I know, I I get it. I, I totally get it. Women's wrestling is so important. It is important to people like me and Stephanie and people of women's wrestling talk. But y'all have to understand that we live in a realistic society. Not everyone cares about women's wrestling. And that's the sad part. We can only show them by what we are given that this is greatness. Now, still at the end of the day, the average AEW goer does not need, I'm not going to say does not care. I'm going to say they do not need more women. They don't. That's just that. Let's hope on a show like Collision we get more women. We are going to continue to advocate for women. But can we just can we just really just stop acting like there's no progression of the women's division in AEW? Let's stop and really make it. Y'all are foolish to think that there's no progression when there's people like a Britt Baker, a Jay Cargill, a Jamie Hayter, a Anna Jay, a Julia Hart, who's running a faction. Let's just let's just talk about that. Yeah, and then also turn around and not even talk about the the woman who's having an undefeated streak, Jay Cargill, going up Ooh. against Taya Vacary. But y'all don't want that. Remember, here's the problem that I have with the complaint. Y'all only want it when it's beneficial to the people that y'all think that it's beneficial to. That's it. Y'all don't want women's wrestling. Y'all want women that y'all want to see to wrestle. And there's nothing wrong with that, but call it what it is. So that's my biggest nag is when people, and I'm not even the biggest AEW fan. This is coming from somebody who could like, let me tell you something. I would rather watch Ring of Honor. I don't have a problem with AEW. I pull up for Ty Vacary and Jade Cargill and Britt. And you know, my boys, Isaiah Cassidy. There's a couple people, you know, I've, the card's been been moderate, but I'm not the biggest AEW girl, okay? Y'all got to stop with the whole, we're not getting this, please. Like, that is so, it's so mundane. It's almost as worse as the reason why y'all don't watch Impact, honestly. Oh? I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sick of, of it because it, it, there's so much that goes into it. And it's not just Tony Khan. You have people who work for TNT and TBS who are producers of this show and their analytics analytics are based upon why matches get booked the way that they do and why women only get one match. That's just, y'all are going to have to understand that. That's all. I'm not saying it doesn't need to change. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to get, I want people to understand it more from a marketing and analytics standpoint. That's all. I'm just saying the numbers are just not there for the women. That's not their demographic. An average AEW fan is not like, damn, I need more women. That's all I'm saying. And y'all have to, like, we have to be more realistic about that. AEW was built for a lot of men. A lot of men. I And there's a lot of women who watch. I'm not saying women don't watch. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the demographic for women being watched on that platform from a number standpoint, they don't see that. 
Of course, we're going to see that as fans. Of course, we're going to beg for that more. And we should. But we have to be realistic realistic on the fight. Sometimes it's not always about the battle. Sometimes it's about the war because, let's be honest, they don't have to put a one women's match on there. But they know mm. how y'all going to try to cancel it. They know. People not dumb to this. And that's what y'all have to, like, that's what we really have to understand when we... When we break down, when we when we break down saying stuff like, oh, the women's division isn't increasing. Listen, it's it's mellowing. We're trying to do something here. Let it, it's like a plant. Let let it grow. Right. Let it grow. I'm just I'm just so I'm just sick of it. I'm I'm really am. I'm really I'm so glad I don't do any AEW shows because those people would really hear from me like continuously, like. Stop with that. Enjoy what we have. Like, and let's just do better as a cohesive. That's it. That's my only name. Yeah. And I appreciate your honesty with that, honestly, because it's just, you're right about that. It's just that sometimes we get so passionate and you and I have had this conversation. <laughs> sometimes we just get so passionate about what we love that you know, we don't necessarily see like the hard facts there, you know, and sometimes, you know, we let our love and our passion sort of, you know, blind us from what's actually real. And that is, you know, a very valid point that you have. It really is a very valid point. And that is the truth. You know, if some wrestling promotions, you know, with in terms of AEW, you know, was sort of created with a specific audience in mind. And that is true, you know, but it seems like sometimes with us being so passionate about it and being, you know, wanting better, we just have a tendency to look at it and just be like, no, they need to do this, 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 and the third, and they need to da, 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 and improve here and da, 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 you know, but we also have to take a step back, you know, and not only just after looking at the analytics, we have to be grateful that we are in a place where we are seeing these women be as dominant as they are, you know, and we are seeing women participate in blood and guts matches. And we are seeing women have, you know, undefeated streaks like Jay Cargill and stuff, no matter how you might feel yeah. about the booking and all that. Like we do have to be grateful and see, you know, the progress that is being made. And you're right. Women's wrestling has to be appreciated and loved regardless, you know, of, you know, your favorites, you yeah. know, it has to I mean like it has to, you know, be a progression for all for everyone and not just the people that you just like. So I understand yeah. what you're saying. I absolutely yeah. get it. That's absolutely valid. Yeah, because because like even Masha Slamovich, Masha Slamovich won the GCW world title, but people are not gonna pull up because it's GCW. Why aren't you pulling up for that moment? She literally like you gotta understand who was holding this title, like someone like Nick Gage, someone like Moxley. Masha Slamovich won that title. Now, right. why is that why is that relevancy not as big as another moment? Why is that not enough? Why is and I hate to say why is that not enough, but why is that let me phrase that to say why is that not enough for you to pull up? Why why is right. it hard for y'all to pull up on these girls in the indies? Like mm -hmm. and it's been more prevalent it's definitely been more prevalent. Like more people are definitely showing up, but what, why is that not being 
talked about. Why do why is Camille's reign at 700 days as right. the NWA World Women's Championship? Why is Camille not being talked about as a world champion and be put on a pedestal like other world champions? Right. That's where I see a problem. But people don't see that as a problem because they have a ranking system. They they think that, oh, you know, WWE and AEW are here, then other promotions fall accordingly. And that's but another problem. A world title is a world title. So Exactly. I don't know, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm being honest or transparent, like you say, like that's something that irritates me, you yeah. know, whenever, especially like people that are fans close to me who have like this mindset they feel like oh well there's there's like the big top circus there's WWE that's Ringling Brothers and you have you know AEW that what you could say is like Universal Circus ish I guess you could say that cuz those are the two biggest circuses I can think of cuz those are the ones yeah. I went to and right. then you have everybody else who's kind of like at the bottom tier and they feel like if you are like a Trinity or Mercedes or anybody else that's been on big television in their mind and then if you go down like to to them it's a step down but my thing is all of it is wrestling and all of it is valid and if you've made it to the top you know or even if you've made it and you're just starting again in this new promotion it's still wrestling there shouldn't be a ranking system there shouldn't be like a chest or a like a different system or ranking system when it comes to promotions like you should love it regardless and be happy that your favorite wrestler is happy wherever they're at there shouldn't be you know a sense of oh this is the major leagues and yeah i'm throwing a little bit of shade right now this is the major leagues and this is the minor leagues and blah blah blah, blah. no that's not how it should be like there really should be this person is participating in this independent wrestling show and you've seen them on tv go see them here and then see them in the big place but see them in the little place too and there is no you know big eyes and little you's like this is wrestling we're all in here together let's just love it all and not just be you know and look down on something else just because you feel like oh well it's not the big thing okay but wrestling is more vast like if it's anything that i have learned in this experience is that wrestling is so beautiful and it is so vast to try to fit it under one umbrella would be unfair to how amazing it is. So that's something that irritates me. And yeah, it's just, ah, it's, it's it just bothers me. <laughs> I just roared, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something that irritates me a little bit. And, but you know, we should just all love it regardless. So I do have one more question for you. With this being another big wrestling weekend, you know, with Night of Champions and with NXT Battleground and so many different things happening, we just had resurgence. Like, what is something that you are looking forward to seeing, like, that's coming up on the horizon? Because we got a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, first and foremost, Deanna versus Jordan. If Jordan of doesn't course. win, then, I mean, done data. I think Deanna's going to win or I think it ends in no contest with, with something happening. Um, the biggest thing that I need to happen is is pertaining to tomorrow night. I need Core Jade to get her victory. I need Tiffany Stratton to get her victory. I need them two to battle it out. I have been very vocal about this. Roxanne, I really hope she does not win. I cannot take another package video. I can't take another sentimental, I caught the bus 10 hours to do this. I don't care about it. I'm done with it. 
Core Jade and Tiffany are the new age, and it's time for some new girls to step up. Roxanne has done everything she needs to do in NXT. Let her get called up. I think it's time. She should have been in the draft. Honestly, Roxanne, if she wins, all I'm going to say is if she wins, Tiffany better kick her ass this time like she lost to her at the breakout competition, the NXT breakout tournament. I'm so upset about that still. But Tiffany is mother, so she is still, she could still win. But I think, huh, I just I just need Core Jade or Tiffany to win this. Um, as far as everything else goes, I'm really happy. And I'm I'm really I'm I'm gonna say this because I normally don't like, well, yes, I do. Ty Vacry is gonna beat Jade Cargill. I know that's gonna happen. I love those women both, but I do have a dear special place for my dear love bug Ty Vacry. Listen, I've me and Ty go way back to last year multiverse when she told me to be surprised at this multiverse impact wrestling and she pops up and everyone knows how I'm the biggest mark for Deanna Perrazzo at these shows. Ty Vacary jumps off the stage. Uh, well at the ring gives me a big hug. And then I'm just sitting there looking at Deanna like, Lord Jesus, what's going to happen? Of course we know how that ends. Ty Vacary is the current AAA Riddendale Reigns championship. I think she's going to lose to Mercedes. Don't quote me. But I think Ooh. Ty is going to defeat uh, Jade and end this streak. It just has to happen. Ty Vakery has to become champion. I think Jade um, and Ty are going to have a great match. But I think Tony and Jamie are going to steal the show. But I think Britt might turn. I think Britt might turn, y'all. I really do. I don't know. I have it. I have it. Um, I really don't want them to. Because if you don't know, fun fact about Britt and Jamie Hayter, they share a birthday. Um, oh wow so they're not only best friends on the show they're best friends in real life and really like tour sisters so this is real real deal um i don't ever want them to turn but that's just a prediction we also have um the match of the weekend for me listen i said this was going to happen weeks ago before trinity even got to impact wrestling i knew who was going to be standing at that door waiting for her in the knockouts division and guess who it is Giselle Shaw. Y'all better get ready because this is going to be a match of the year. I don't care. I'm already saying it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Trinity, Giselle, two of the best in the world ever. I mean that. I I, I put my stamp on that. Giselle, if you have not seen her, huh, she's going to she, listen. We know how Trinity gets down. The masses know how Trinity gets down. Giselle Shaw about to wake a lot of people up with her strong style. A lot. Giselle has strong style, baby. Giselle goes, she go great. So, yeah, it's a lot going on with the women this week. Yes, it really is. And I'm yeah. really excited about that. And I just love how you said, like, I did not mean to forget Under Siege. I am so sorry. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, you there know, is so much, you know so much happening. Like, my brain just went boop. And then it was yeah. just like, okay. But, yes, like, I'm so excited for everything oh, yeah. that's happening. It is a really good time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Like, the idea that we just saw Mercedes and Willow, and that's the second time Black women have main evented a main event. And all of this has happened. I was just telling my boyfriend this. All this has happened before I turned 30. Like, Lord, I yeah. can't. It's a lot of history being made, and I'm just so happy to be alive to witness yeah. it all in the sport that we both love very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I do yes. want to send a speedy recovery to Dakota Live. Uh, and we had another injury. Uh, it's slipping my mind. Oh, Mercedes. Yes. All three Absolutely. of those women are currently injured. Um, and so we, we send them a, a very speedy recovery because we want them to be back in the ring immediately. And y'all know I wasn't even the biggest Liv Morgan fan. Not I at all. Child, not at all. <laughs> she's, okay, she's okay now. Um, I hate that they got stripped because I do think that what they're doing is great. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sending them healing energy. Yes. Yes. Well, Nikki, thank you so much of for course. coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. If you ever want to come back, you know, just let me know. Listen. But just tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on and what the future holds for you right now. So the future holds for me, uh, June 10th, I will be, <laughs> I guess I'll let the cat out the bag. I'll be in an impact uh, taping in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm super excited about that. The following two weeks after that, I'll be at Summer Sizzle with my tag team partner, Dreon Santana. Of course, the most dominating tag team at Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And then I have been doing some work, like I said, with Nashville SC. So I'm very excited to get into MLS and really stamp the mark and try to get into some major league uh, soccer. But also I want my goal is to get into the NBA uh, work behind the scenes with that or NHL or NFL or wherever I want to do that. Um, other than that, I'm really like honest to God, like I am relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. I have spent a lot of time here at my home in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm very excited about that. I have some travel coming up. So I'm very excited about that as well. Other than that, uh, we plan to take Women's Wrestling Talk to a whole nother level and continue to broaden out our spectrum, letting everyone know that we are the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And by God, we mean that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Stephanie has been able to create this platform for people like myself. Being someone who is a Black creator is very tough, not only in just the world of creation, but also the world of wrestling. But I am very grateful to have had the moments that me and Stephanie had for the short time that we were in LA. And honestly, I, you, I'm always giving somebody their flowers. So it's been a blessing, honestly, to, sitting to talk to you. Cause I know we don't get to work, you know, as much, but also what you bring to women's wrestling talk. I'm very appreciative of that. And yeah, like I just, I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm just trying to enjoy the slowness and just keep pushing everything out. I have some amazing interviews that are going to be dropping soon women's wrestling talk that I did in the past couple of days. And I'm just staying busy, keeping focused, staying, you know, with a good mindset, you know, keeping everything, just, just keeping everything knit tight and just grounded. You know, that's that's the biggest thing that I want to do. And and just continue to share in the wealth. I really um, am thankful for the conversation that I was able to have with Cam. Uh, many know him as Seahawk. He's really been a vital person in, in the progression of where I've been. Uh, L.A. was such an amazing time. We had some amazing opportunities. And I'm just, I'm still like, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I'm still reaping the the benefits and the 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 memories of LA. Yes. I'm still tired from that. I still sometimes 
lay down and I'm just like, man, like there were so many black content creators that were working. Yeah. I I don't care what I was doing and what I wasn't doing. It was a it was the fact that we were all everyone was all doing it. And that's what made me happy. Um as far as coming, you know, my my next big thing I'm I'll be doing I am hitting the ground running for WWE SummerSlam in Detroit. I you you will definitely see me there. That's a must. Um and then I'm going to be taking a little time off cuz I got to go see my man Drake. Honey, he's going on tour. So, <laughs> yes. Other than that, you know, that's it. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, of course, that's where I reside. It's hard to take social media breaks, but I think you should. I try to take as many social media breaks as I can. But it's hard because you have content going out. Content is every day. Stephanie knows this. Like, mm-hmm. you always have something going on. So I try to post and then just get off, not watch everything that goes on. But you do see some funny stuff, but other than that, you can catch me, of course, on Monday nights. Tonight, actually, with my tag team partner on Monday Night Raw post show on Women's Wrestling Talk. And I'm not kidding you. I mean this because I'm going to say it every time I can. Come join us on Thursday night. We have the best, the best impact wrestling post show in the world, baby. Okay? On the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Okay? Not yes. only the best impact wrestling show. And that's hashtag impact on access TV. Okay. Listen, mm-hmm. we love our impact. We love our boys. We love our girls. We love everybody. Okay. So join us if you're looking for some, you know, a way to get into impact wrestling. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'll be over there hanging out with my tag partner. And then of course, once a month, you can catch our fashion show over there that I produce, create, and do all the good stuff for with my beautiful Host and executive producers Mika Al and Santana, my tag team partner. Um, Turnbuckle Glam is a great show. We actually had Stephanie on our Women's History Month panel. It was an honor to have her on there. We had some great other women on there that popped in as well. So make sure you check that out if you like to look at different looks in the women's wrestling world. And even we have a men's category, the men's revolution. So I think that's it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That ought to be. It's a lot. <laughs> but either way, you know, it's all amazing and you're all, oh. you're successful and you Thank just you. listed all your things out. And I can't wait to see what Honey. more you have on the horizon, Diva. I love it. <sighs> Thank so, you, sister. I love you. Yes. I love you so much. But yes, you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Listen to this show on YouTube and also everywhere you get your audio podcasts as well. Subscribe, like, share, comment, give me five stars, six stars, nine stars, whatever. Continue to vote for me for Bama Podcast of the Year, the Alabama Music Awards. And vote. also, yes, please vote. Thank you. And also buy my merch at fouryearwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast. You can get the Alabama Wrestling t-shirt. You can also get the Bold in the Bloodline t-shirt as well as Beyonce's. You can get that t-shirt as well if you love love. So, of course, this has been the Hardy Wrestling. Well, before, well, she said all the stuff. You can find me also on Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, 
on Mondays with WOW Superheroes After Show with Katrina and Emily May Heller. And you can also find me on the SmackDown After Show with our editor-in-chief, Dreon Santana. She and I, we have a great time on that show. Of course, you know, we have our relationship, but it's not as deep as her and Nikki's. But it's no, still but a great y'all relationship. Have, y'all have some great chemistry, and I've told you this, and I'll keep telling you this. <laughs> y'all have some great... That's why, and people don't know this, but honestly and truly, y'all, that show, that SmackDown show, is one of is is the highest viewed show that we have, and it and it's oh. for a reason because they are great at what they do, but they are hilarious and they are polar opposites. You when you get me and <laughs> yeah. Santana, we about damn near the the same, okay? But yes. Santana, oh y'all y'all, please pull up on Friday nights, please. Thank you. Like, we have a lot of fun together. Yes, we are the opposite of each other, but it works well and it's fun. So we have our fun on Friday night. So please check us out after SmackDown. Um, We will no longer be doing Rampage because Rampage and Collision are coming together as one show. So they'll be doing that on Women's Wrestling Talk. And just continue to support me and just, you know, support my growth in wrestling as well. You know, everything's popping off and everything's happening and it's great. So, of course, this has been The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with you girl stephanie hardy and nikki bougie and of course if you want to follow her all of the it's all in the description below so find it follow her and you know just get it cracking for her and stuff and until next time bye y'all